0: Because
1: old dudes don't eat that shit. Adam Curry, John C.
0: Dvorak. It's September 20th, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation audio publication, episode 132. This is No Agenda. And I'm back in Gitmo Nation West, live from the minimum security containment cell in San Francisco. The loft that is under threat of eminent domain and where the granola tastes just that much crunchier. Hey everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from what appears to be an extremely
1: hot day here in northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's
0: Crackpot
2: and Buzzkill in the morning.
0: Hey man, good to be back in the same time zone.
1: Yeah, I don't think this is good
0: for the listeners.
1: Really? Yeah, I think that you always come up with the weirdest crap when you're
0: floating around. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Ah, oh John, you have no idea what's going to hit you today.
1: Just a My little speakers bit. are hardly yeah. even
0: up. Yeah, I can hear. It. It's The slap back is there, dude. Well, why don't you tell me two seconds ago? Because I'm only really hearing it now. When you, the, 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 down, the minute when I start. when we're chatting. When I, because now I'm animated. Now I'm excited. Now I'm talking yeah, louder. just turn
1: down yourself. Okay, go ahead. So give me, <laughs> what, what do you have that's weird? I
0: got a bunch of, I'm very annoyed today. Oh, then maybe I should just step back and let you roll with it. Do you want sure. a pet peeve of the day just to k- kick it off? or It's not a peeve. You're just, you're just annoyed uh, Maybe I come in up general. with a peeve later. Uh, you are just annoyed in general. Okay. Well, what are you so annoyed about, my friend? Just uh, you know,
1: as you know, as you and the listeners all know, we're not big fans of Taylor Swift and her.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, do we have to do do we have to do Taylor Swift today? I want you to play
1: Warren Sapp, but let me set it up first. I'm listening to Inside the. Now, why do I have? Why am I being? Assaulted. Tormented. Tormented. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm being assaulted by crap like this. this I'm going to play a clip from inside the NFL. You tell me what any of this has to do with football as it evolves. This is going to be Warren Sapp. <laughs> so you can barely understand. Who, who
0: is Warren Sapp? I'm sorry. Warren son. Sapp's
1: an old defensive tackle, defensive end that's now a commentator who needs to take some enunciation lessons. <laughs> Who now works at uh, HBO, uh, and he provides very little uh, insight. And then the worst part is he does this bit at the end of the uh, Inside the NFL show, and it, it just bugged me to no end. And I'll tell you, of course, a number of reasons why. But play it
2: up there in that press box. They forgot how to block, how to tackle, how to just play the game. And I'll this is bet Chris you Collinsworth, back to
1: it this- who's got too much, he's got too, many, he's got, got too many jobs, has been going.
2: Uh, it's always about hitting the other guy in the mouth, isn't it? That's always going to be about Am <laughs> I blushing? Did he say see something good in. about me or <laughs> <did> not? <laughs> I couldn't quite figure it out, but thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Phil blushing. I might have. All right. You
3: know what? Let's close out with a sap shot, if you will. Well, Mr. Kanye West, I would pray to the father above that Taylor <laughs> Swift was my daughter
4: because I would have came upon that stage and put my hands on you, young fella. D- you don't do that. Don't do that. That was this young lady's time, her award. You get these heads put on your that with my little girl.
3: And the president was right. Oh, he's definitely a jackass. <laughs> Safe
0: to
2: say, from start to finish, Warren Sapp was fired up about that one. Yeah, like mm-hmm.
0: a All right, that's it from us. Thank you for watching. <laughs> Be well, everyone. And we'll <laughs> All, right, All right, John, so...
1: unleash. Unleash. Go for it. Okay, so I, this is starting to show up. I found out about this when my uh, stepson sent me a note. And then it's starting to show up on blogs around the country. Uh, of course, it's not showing up in the mainstream media, except in terms of what you just heard. Uh, and Obama, obviously, dropping a couple of interesting comments. Taylor Swift and Kanye West have the exact same agent. Oh, yeah.
0: well, the, the,
1: the, And it turns out, if you start reading around enough, this agent, who happens to be the president, and how, tell me how you get this guy for your agent, the president of William Morris. Yeah. The, thank uh, you, Taylor Swift's dad. Yeah. He had already set up a scam publicity stunt like this with Kanye West again and Fifty Cent some time ago when their album sales were going oh, down, dude.
0: But he he does this all the time. Kanye did it during the American Music Awards, and he uh, he was slamming Vince Gill. This is and then but notice notice because remember what I said on the last show. Is that uh, Kanye West is uh, likely an MK Ultra subject and mind control? <laughs> yeah, I know you said. This. But look okay. at, but you'll pay attention now. When you see him, whenever he's apologizing about doing one of these things, he starts like rubbing his head, and it's like like it really, really hurts. And he you know, and he'll move his cap up, and then he's like, eh, and he starts rubbing his forehead because it hurts because he knows that it, you know his subconscious knows that it's wrong what he's doing. But they well, flip the switch. Somewhere and then and he just has to go for
1: it. <laughs> well, of course, the, the, <laughs> Watch you explain, watch him, Swift, you're, but, you're, but let me get, let me finish my point. Okay. First of all, the the, uh, the celeb jihad—a very interesting website—pointed this this scam out, and and also a, a site called Beer Steak Bullshit, which is a very interesting website, oh, also point out. But nobody has made the connection or, or made the following observation, which I find to be distressing. How does the President of the United States get involved in a publicity stunt like this, A, and B... Does he actually believe this is like this really happened that he had to call out Kanye West as a jackass? <laughs> is our president susceptible to the st- stupidest, yes. low-level, the <laughs> stupidest low-level kinds of publicity stunts? And if that's the case, what are the Russians pulling on him? What are the people in the Middle East pulling? What about the scammers that you know in in, in Lebanon? I mean, guys who really know how to do this kind of thing. What are they, what's how much of how much wool is being pulled over our own president's eyes if he is? Susceptible susceptible to crap like this which apparently he is
0: ladies and gentlemen you are listening to no agenda live on NoAgendaStream.com. it's clear Our formula is this we go out we hit people in the mouth yeah it's a very simple formula but it's effective John you are so right I I, I can't refute that uh, there's this there's, there's nothing I can say other than and I connected these dots for you just on the previous show remember that Taylor Swift is showing up on uh, all these NBC shows right remember we we identified that she's on uh yeah uh, what was the the big profile what's the big profile show Dateline yeah it was Dateline Dateline they, so of course did a now, whole show on yeah. her. well we made all those connections between uh n b c and her dad and g e and he's a huge hedge fund uh, hedge fund manager and he's there in Nashville so he's kind of in the catbird seat he's got the music industry in his pocket and he's buying all these awards for his daughter and um uh, you know, it's clear the the president needed a diversion from all the crap that is really going on. I mean, when's the last time you actually saw a news report about the G twenty coming up this week, or 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 the things that? Well, by the way, we told our listeners, our audience heard about the Russian pullout. I'm sorry, the pullout of um, of the uh, the Missile Shield in Poland and the Czech Republic before it actually hit the news. We were already talking about it. Now it's like, oh, now, now, now it's a big deal. Of course, because you know we broke it, John. That's why they they, they had to, they had to respond yeah, after, after we broke the story. But it's obvious the president is in on the diversionary tactics that are well, planned in the media. Be because
1: if he's not, then he's a dummy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's no dummy. He's no dummy. That's for sure. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right, and 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 he goes on, and uh, he his famous quote, um, hey, why did that happen? He's a jackass. Right. So his famous quote is heard well, around actually, the world. I have
1: that whole clip again sent to you. Uh, if you play it uh, with it in mind that the entire thing is a setup to get picked up and played, because you know, it made is a, a big,
0: It is a setup. You no, know, but no, but
1: the listeners have to listen to it again. It's wait, very wait, short. Wait, wait, short. Wait,
0: which one is it? It's the one that came in second, said replay clip. Oh, I'm sorry. 200%. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know there was another clip that came in. No, there's no repay, replay clip. There should be a second clip in there. What play from, do you have last week's clips because it's in there? Yeah, I have to load it up if you give me a second. Damn. You should have all this stuff at your fingertips. You got this fantastic I, lash <laughs> up. Yeah, but I didn't realize we were going to do last week's show this week. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Obama jackass chat. I have it. You know, the archival system works. Give me give me a little bit of credit. Here we go. That was really inappropriate. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like she's getting an award. By the way, listen to the tone of his voice. When yeah, he talks I, like this. When I first heard this, because I hadn't seen, you know, I hadn't seen anything or heard about it until I heard this first clip. I'm like, I thought that was a an, uh, an impersonator. Who's doing like a bad, you know, kind of like a Mike Tyson? A bad a, Obama. A bad Obama. I'm like that's not Obama. You know, and that says something. Uh, we should probably analyze. Well, that, that was really
4: inappropriate. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like she's getting an award. What are you buttoning? What are you buttoning? I, I, I hear you. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I
1: hear.
4: You,
1: I
0: hear. You. I hear. I, you. Mean, I, hope that, I, that, I no, Does that count as the first question? That, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this, by the way, I think was before the news conference. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it's it was, was going to be the first, yeah, first question. Yeah, first question, yeah. John's here. The young lady seems like a perfectly nice person. She's getting her award. You know, I, I like her daddy. He, he, he contributed lots of money to my campaign. You know that makes a lot of sense. What's he doing? Why would after? he do that? He's a jackass. He's a jackass. <laughs> no. Dickhead press. No. This all this stuff. That's I'm assuming all this stuff. Where's the pool? Yeah. Where's the pool? I got to jump in it. Oh, I'm sorry, different kind of pool. Come on, guys. <laughs> Let, cut the present. Oh my god, you know, you're so right, John. When you when you hear him say, "Where's the pool?" he's, he's almost like telegraphing like saying hey hey make sure make sure this gets out guys it's it's recorded right ain't it where's the pool did you record it where's the pool did you get it some slack <laughs> I, got <to> with. <laughs> I got a lot of other stuff on my plate apparently not <laughs> apparently not he's watching yeah. entertainment shows <laughs> i can just see the obama family sitting there at night michelle michelle get over here starting come on we gotta watch because i remember last time there was the fly thing that was the highlight what was the fly thing
1: that's where he, he flipped the fly off of his sleeve they caught it all this was big news they, they, they filmed him killing a fly that was on his sleeve and then peter came all over the place saying it's cruelty to animals oh yeah <laughs>
0: And now back to real news.
2: Now that worked out well for you. That really. you were a ninja.
0: That worked out well for you, Mr. President. You really diverted everyone's attention during the fly episode. Except Peter. And
2: Reggie. Uh, Reggie has the plot to release in about seven. minutes.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Do you have the chopsticks this time?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. What's the What's the top six? I wonder what that means. Chopsticks. Chopsticks. I think.
3: Oh, I don't know what
1: that's six. referring to. Somebody might know. Hmm. So anyway, well, by yeah, the way, I, right. I didn't get, I kind of disappointed in our uh, producers because I didn't get the list I was hoping for of all the uh, Taylor Swift awards that were won. that. Oh, that's up on you but know, know I have to do it myself. <laughs> yeah, oh God for, I'm trying God to drop the story. I, I mean, I thought we were going to stop talking about Taylor Swift, but <laughs> if this kind of thing were well, the presidents now involved in her publicity,
0: it's ridiculous. Let me, uh, something that just came in on the drop site, which just tripped me out, is so funny. This is, um, you know, the, uh, the backmasking yes, of, uh, of the 80s, yes, we can. spinning records yes, backwards. We can. So listen to Obama saying, yes, we can, several times.
3: Yes, we can. Yes, we can.
0: You can do this at home, yes, by the way. Can. Now, let's play it backwards. And you say. Can you hear it? Thank you, Satan. Yeah, thank you, Satan.
1: <laughs> 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 Let's listen to it again. Thank <laughs> you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. I love it. I love it. Who comes I love up it. with this stuff? I don't know, but I love it. I love it. I love
0: it. <laughs> Thank you, Satan. Satan. That's about as clear as anything I've ever heard. I mean, I've heard lots of these back masks and you like, yeah, maybe I heard it, but I didn't prompt you, and you heard it through a Skype connection. You could even hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Did
1: you do the reverse yourself on Audacity, or did you just get somebody else to do it? No, this is,
0: someone else did this. Well, I'd have to go do it myself to make sure. And now everyone's saying, yes, we can, yes, we can. So everyone's chanting, thank you, Satan. (laughs) Listen. Thank, thank you, know. Satan. Thank you, Satan. You know, maybe it goes like <laughs> this. Here's how it works.
1: You, 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 you say, thank you, Satan, and then put it in an audacity and spin it backwards, and it says, yes, yes we, we can. can. That's, that's going to be our new phrase. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know man. Uh, I I didn't have the th- cuz it came in just as we were about to start the show. So I I didn't have time to actually do it. But of course I will. I mean that shouldn't be that hard to to throw it into. it. Maybe one of our um our producers, maybe someone in the chat room can do that while we're uh, while we're chatting. They can just uh, throw a yes we can and uh or even better is thank you Satan and see if it says, sounds like yes we can.
1: Yeah, I'm, I I'm, I'm looking at this at the the way the syllables are laid out and I'm I'm I'm
0: questioning this now. Really? Don't question well, it, John. <laughs> Please. The entertainment <laughs> value is extremely high.
1: Just, I don't see where you get the "thank you" part from. Can backwards with can. I mean, yeah.
0: Well, let's let's just listen to it again. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Let's back it up. So here's the yes we can.
3: Yes we can.
0: Here,
1: send me just send me
0: that clip. It's a YouTube
1: uh, video. Oh. Nuts. No, yes, even worse. we can. I think it may be bogus. Yes, we can. <laughs> Thank you,
4: Satan. Thank you,
0: Satan. Thank you, Thank you,
1: It's definitely humorous. <clears throat> Who comes up with this stuff? I mean, it's amazing. People with a lot of time on their hands, and a lot of people are going to be that way while we're all out of work. You know, that's what the key to success for government corruption is: get people back to work, and you can get away with anything.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh boy! Ah, that was a good laugh. I'm sorry. Thank you, Satan. <laughs> Thank you, Satan. Ah, well, you know, you know, it's it's funny. Um, I picked up on the way back. For I went to. Uh, uh amsterdam real quick trip like a, a two-day trip uh picked up uh, christina who's now uh, hanging out with me here at the uh, she's learning all about eminent domain it's uh good for these kids to learn about how your government actually Hi, works yeah you can get screwed they get screwed yeah uh by the way there's a registered letter for me at the post office <clears throat> from the tgpa so i guess that's the official notice I Have to go pick it up, but I'm pretty You're sure. Out. Yeah, I think that's uh, and it's interesting because they have not yet. I don't think they have a legal uh, basis because they haven't actually purchased the loft from uh, the owner yet. So they well, they, maybe technically, they just come in with a bulldozer and that's the end of the loft. Yeah, I met the uh, the guy from uh, the uh, the bar across the street yesterday. John- yeah, yeah, John Collins. You yeah. mean? To, wait a minute. Yeah, me, please. Why don't, why don't you just give out the longitude and latitude of my place? Why don't you do oh, that, sorry John? About that.
1: Yeah, thanks. Let's put it. Well, it's not going to be too hard if you're going to be gone by the time anyone tracks you down. Yeah, three but seconds. Let's put it this way. Uh, you're talking about the historic <laughs> brick building that looks like it was built about 1840.
0: Yeah, and uh, and uh, I met him in the elevator. He was meeting uh, someone in one of the offices here uh, uh, yesterday. Interestingly enough, Saturday. And uh, he said, I said hey, do you live here? He says, no, 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 I'm across the street. And I said, oh, so uh, when are you got to be out? He said, we received our letter. It's uh, December 31st. And uh I said, I haven't received my letter yet. And then I saw the in, the in the mailbox that I had a registered letter, so I guess I got it. Uh, and I said, dude, are you going to do like a, a tear-down-the-wall closing party? He says, actually, I'm going to put on a football uniform and shoulder pads. I'm going to ride the wrecking ball all the way through.
1: <laughs> okay. So. I don't understand. Where's the San Francisco Historical Society in
0: all this? In uh, in someone's pocket, obviously.
1: I mean, that's not that building's only one of about at least the ones I could see in that area of about six.
0: Oh yeah, and e- even buildings our, that look e- like they were pre-Civil War. Yes, it's all brick, and even our building has um, architectural significance. Okay. Well, too bad. <laughs> but I don't think they can actually do. If they haven't purchased it yet, they can't. They can't throw me I'm, out. I'm
1: telling you, I told you what to do, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I've listen. been doing
0: it, no, John. You're no, wrong. I'm talking about putting a skull,
1: an old Indian skull, in, a, in, a, in that field across the street. <laughs> oh shit.
0: Okay. And some bones. Do you have? Do you have? Does anyone have a skull? Oh, by the way, before I forget, do you know what I re- I received anonymously in Amsterdam from one of our listeners slash producers? Six golden teeth <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and with a little note that says you know I, uh, this is you, you don't need to know who I am, but I really support you guys. These were my mother's, oh. and she had <laughs> and she oh. had them removed like forty years ago, and I want you guys to have them just in case how awesome <laughs> it's gruesome to look at it' a little box with like six golden teeth like. <laughs> um. All right. So, they're, but they're totally meltable, and no,
1: uh, <laughs> oh, but they are. <laughs> Somebody sent me a a, a a gold band or some p- little piece of gold that they 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 It was so you know gold. You know, you can smash it to like this incredible thinness, one atom thick, which is what gold leaf is. Mm-hmm. And they said they said they costed it out. It came out. It's worth five dollars and fifty cents. And uh who well, cost it? you sent envelope? it in that prepaid to envelope it? to
0: the yeah. uh, to the sendusyourgold.com people?
1: Well if we get enough, I'm not gonna do it where it's just uh, you know the one thing.
0: Mm. Hey, speaking of gold, the uh, There's gotta
1: be a you know there's gotta be an assayist around or someplace where you can do this without going to through some mail order operation.
0: Oh I'm sure we could find someone. Uh, the IMF approved a sale of four hundred and three metric tons of gold reserves. Likely to raise $13 billion of cash to replenish its coffers for lending to low-income countries hit by the global economic downturn. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but not that I'm any financial wizard, but I got my gold a long time ago, and what is it now, John, $1,020? One thousand, Maybe it may have dropped a little bit, $1,017 an ounce?
1: You want me to give you the exact
0: price? Yeah. It's above a thousand dollars, which oh is, yeah,
1: well it, it bounced up above a thousand a couple of weeks ago and it has been kind of hovering. Okay, and one thousand nine being a useless piece of crap doesn't. Uh,
0: well, but this uh, this clearly had you know this uh, this IMF move is is clearly signaling the importance of gold.
1: Uh, that maybe you know I th- maybe but it also could be a sucker play. I think they're trying to get the Chinese to buy up all the gold and then sticking with it.
0: What do you mean Gold sticking it? One thousand ten dollars and thirty cents. Okay. What was the all time high? The all time high was like one thousand twenty eight or one thousand thirty an ounce. We're gonna hit that. We're gonna go above that. I th- I, let me let me just give you, you a prediction. Can go to two thousand for all you know. Yeah, I think it will. I, I was just about to say somewhere between $1,500 and fifteen hundred and two thousand. I think we're gonna see that happen.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Which
0: will more than double my investment. More than double, and by the way, it's not enough to just call your broker and say, "Give me some gold," because that's not gold you're buying. That's just a check mark in the spreadsheet. You, gotta- you
1: know what bothers me is Glenn Beck is promoting gold more than you are. Hey, yeah, that is a shame. I mean, in fact, Glenn Beck. I was. Uh, I'm going to do a little deconstruction on Glenn, Beck?
0: Glenn who, Beck, who by the who by the way is just killing it in the ratings. Glenn Beck
1: has been, they've turned the on switch off with this guy. And there's two things that's happened. One is they changed, you know, he had the midday radio show. They have changed this show drastically. And I have to say that I, and by the way, and then he got the cover of Time Magazine this week. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and there's a big scandal about the photo because the photo was taken by some left wing photographer who doctored it. And this isn't even a recent photo. She just happened to catch this photo of him some time ago. And it's all, and she put extra blemishes and stuff just to get back at him because she hates oh, him. Man. Yeah, yeah which is like okay whatever. Uh so they Glenn Beck has been uh I mean he does a sincere, you know, in the end of the world thing on television. He does it quite good. I think is definitely very entertaining. I, I don't even
0: think it's it's end of the world, but it's good. I mean, he's doing all, It is
1: good. It's good to it's good it's to good. a point. No, there's some but good now stuff. R- in now there. the radio show, they've changed it. They've remodeled it and it's now become the number 3 show at least according to some sources. Out of the blue, They've changed it to a political like you take the morning zoo and combine <laughs> it with Rush Limbaugh and you've got the political zoo. Hey everybody, just, it's uh, in the morning. How you doing? It's Glenn back here, everybody. <laughs> it's about right. And what they do, he's got two of his. I believe they're two of his writers that he has on the TV show because they seem like you know they they, they once in a while they try to we, we don't know who these two guys are, but they joke around. They play the same kind of clips we do with the two, with all three of them laughing in the background having the time of their lives playing Obama clips it's actually one of the most entertaining radio shows what I've is heard that? for a long time
0: where can i hear that in the bay area what uh, it's, it's on
1: i think uh, KNEW at uh, it's it's uh at K-N-E-W, i think at noon or th- i think it's at noon but you don't know what,
0: uh, if it's at noon, 9, then, he, 10 then, he's, oh, then he's competing with Rush Limbaugh, isn't he?
1: No, no, Rush Limbaugh in the Bay Area is on from 9 to 12 on KSFO. Oh. I think Hannity comes on after that, and I think he's competing with Hannity.
0: Oh, well, he'll totally hammer Hannity. Well, you know, it's, Glenn Beck will be the new number one show. Uh, who owns the show? Is not an EIB type thing, is it? Is no, it?
1: I don't know. He said if he's self syndicated or maybe Fox owns it. I'm not. We, we should
0: sure. uh, we should look into that. We should find out who owns his show.
1: I'm I'm getting quite annoyed. I mean, as much as I enjoy the entertainment value of these guys, I'm quite annoyed with their by success.
0: Their, uh, You're annoyed with their success and the amount of well, money they're making in.
1: <laughs> I am. <laughs> it is annoying. Yeah, but I'm more annoyed by the fact that they they. They put out way too much disinformation, and it's really bothering me. I mean, these guys are supposed to be the paragons of honesty and all the rest of it. Let me just give you a couple of examples. Beck, some weeks back, was was with his all the sincerity that he has, moaning about the fact that some poor farmer in Kansas somewhere. Was couldn't grow his own wheat to grind his own wheat to make his own bread the government <laughs> had uh, quotas on, the, on how much wheat could be grown and by yeah. whom and all the rest of it yeah. <laughs> I thought this thing was a sketchy story so I looked into it and it, yeah this did actually happen around 1942 <laughs> and yeah. And, and it was a guy who was already like a wheat grower that had just he was overproducing and he was making the excuse that most of his overproduction was for his own use. And they said, no, it's not. And it told him to stop. Glenn Beck misrepresented the story to an extreme. Now, yeah. yesterday or the day before, I'm listening to Hannity. And by the way, people, when we ask for donations, you have to realize that I'm torturing myself for you. Anyway, so I'm listening to Hannity. And Hannity's going on and on and on about how the first lady had, went to the farmer's market to buy a vegetable. And so she had 32 Secret Service cars and entourage and all she had to do, you know, because you needed a vegetable, one vegetable, so she could cook something that night. And he went and he just berated her for wasting all the taxpayer money while all these people were unemployed. He just never let up on it. This was went on for 15 minutes. So I look it up. The first lady, she, she was opening the Washington, D.C. farmer's market. It was a publicity thing. And it wasn't for her to go buy a, a carrot. It was because it was, a, it was a staged event. And, yeah, she needed the, the, the security there because there was going to be a public, and it was a new farmer's market that was opening up near the White House someplace. And it, it was only a few blocks away, so she wasn't driving for miles to get to the farmer's market with 35, a caravan of 35 cars to buy
0: a carrot. This was a misrepresentation. Well, this is the problem, John, is when you're doing three hours a day, 5 Days a week, you you gotta fill the time with something. And remember, this is exactly why our show works so well is because we don't even set a time limit. We can start whenever the hell we want to start. Which today was a little bit later because I had to finish my yogurt and granola. Um, You know they have all these commercial breaks they have to hit. I mean it's a it's a whole process which takes a whole bunch of crap which basically smells the whole show up. That's just it's just it's the nature of the beast, which is why we clearly hold the future with our um, with our format and with our um, our business model. Uh, Although you know we'll be eating that one carrot for dinner. That the lady had to get because we can't make any real money on doing it this way. It still holds the future. It's more entertaining,
1: and you know. My th- my. So Mimi says to me, my wife. She says, uh, "Why don't you guys get a radio show?"
0: No, no, and that's no, what I said. No, I said, no, "No, there's no way. Why don't we just shoot ourselves?" Yeah, but she's just thinking of the cash, dude. That's all she's thinking about. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I get this from apparently. time to time. Yeah, I get this from time to time. It's like, hey, what, you could be on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, we could be on the radio and, and yeah, and hate ourselves. And then, the, then there's the
1: teasers. Oberman and Maddow, the left-wing talkers, who seem to be not getting as much attention in this current little uh, battle between these two cultures. Somebody pointed this out on one of the shows. It says one country, two cultures. I asked a whole bunch of people at the office and elsewhere if they knew about the acorn thing going on with, with oh, the right-wing Don't culture. tell me no one in the office knew about it. No one in the office knew <sighs> about it.
0: Oh, my God. They didn't no, know about no it at one, all. Except, what are you except, talking about? Except for
1: Andrew Grummet. Well, Greg Gromit doesn't count because he listens to our show. And, of course, I, you know, we were. You know, we're you supposed
0: know, but, John, this is the point. You're, you're talking about a lot of young people. So I don't think there's anyone there over 30. Well, there are a couple, but you and Ron don't count. So everyone else is under 30. They, they don't read newspapers. They don't watch television. They don't even watch Fox. You know, where that is the the well, they simplest you know, form Fox skews to an older demo. Yeah, can you? I'm sorry to do this. Uh, I just have to do
1: a quick battery change on your little on that little microphone you have hanging there. You know, I think it would be interesting for you to actually get a real microphone that had you know. Of course, maybe your voice is too deep, and you need this little one of those tinny little. Uh,
0: Hold on, uh, that's your, one.
1: The uh, lavalier mic. Hold which on, that's is what one. By the way, while you're while you're changing the batteries, let me get this sheet of paper I had. Uh, and that's two.
0: We're done. Okay. Oh, nuts. Because I, I have to do the transmitter. And I get the, the show receiver. to
1: myself for a minute.
0: No, 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 no. Very, very hey, disturbing notice, John. Yeah. I don't care about your. By the way, we need to we need to really break the show for this. Of course, it could only happen in Chicago. At the University of Chicago, a molecular genetics professor studying the origin the origins of the plague, died
1: last week. Malcolm Casadaban, Malcolm Casadaban, professor. He died, but here's what I thought was weird about that: the minute he died, they pulled down his website.
0: Do you think that's weird, or do you think that's SOP, as in well, standard operating procedure? Well, no, I something
1: fishy going on, because generally speaking, I've followed, you know, these guys will drop dead, and you can go, you can still find their website. You find and his research, right. Forever. No,
0: no, they took away his research, because he was he was working with the plague, with the actual plague bacteria, and they do an autopsy, and like, well, we can't find out what killed him, except for this plague that was in his body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well what's funny about it, he supposedly was working with a with a with a non virulent plague, some sort of a mild plague such a thing. Oh I only have the mild plague. Uh which apparently wasn't that mild
0: because he dropped
2: yeah, <laughs> he pricked his a,
0: finger and boom, he's dead. This is not good. This is really not good. And there and there's more plague news. But of course, you know, when you see that coming from Chicago, that's what really freaks me out a little bit yeah when
1: did the university of chicago become a center for medical plague research
0: (sighs) then we have uh this is from reuters um a mosquito-borne african virus it's still loading here so i'm going to give you the name it has a name that i didn't recognize i'm sure you will oh come on you bastards load (sighs) ah Oh, now the oh, of course! Don't tell me that all of a sudden the story is gone. Are you uh, googling while we're at it? Uh, no, I'm
1: logging on.
0: Okay, well, so it's still loading. Anyway, there's this. Uh, the story
1: will probably be someplace else, but yes, I. You know, by the way, is. I, I want to remind people out there, and I will remind you too while we're at it. Save if you your webpages. Yeah, save them that is wild and weird save it save page as yes. and put it in a folder and keep it because that thing could disappear at the drop of
0: a hat it happens all the time dateline friday september eighteenth washington according to reuters the united states and europe face a new health threat from a mosquito-borne disease far more unpleasant i love that great reporting far more unpleasant than the west nile virus that swept into north america a decade ago the chikungunya virus has they're coming to get me as you can hear in the background the chikungunya virus has spread beyond africa since 2005 causing outbreaks and scores of fatalities in india and the french region of reunion has also been detected in italy where it has begun to spread locally as well as france we are very worried dr james diaz of the louisiana university of health sciences center told a meeting on airlines, airports, and disease transmission, sponsored by the independent U.S. National Research Council. We should Google that. The U.S. National Research Council. It said the
1: independent, didn't it?
0: Yeah. That's probably different than whatever else you're going to find. It's it's not a governmental thing. Uh, Unlike West Nile virus, where 9 out of 10 people are going to be totally asymptomatic, or may have a mild headache or a stiff neck. If you get chikungunya, which, by the way, is a horrible marketing name, if you want to launch something, you don't want it to be called chikungunya. You're going to be sick. The disease can be fatal. It's a serious disease, Diaz added. There's no vaccine. <laughs> not, yet, <laughs> my, not yet, my friend. Not yet. <laughs> I'm sure we'll come up with one. Uh, the national, so it's the U.S. United States National Research Council. Here we go. Oh, it's a wiki page. Uh, the working arm of the United States National Academy of Sciences and the United States National Academy of Engineering. Hmm. Not a membership organization. Organized in 1916. Oh, those are good times. In response to the increased need for scientific and technical services caused by World War One. Yeah, they probably had the fucking virus. <sighs> anyway... So I got a,
1: a another. We're gonna talk about this now. You might as well run <laughs> now. It,
0: now that, now we're all gonna die, let's just do some clips.
1: Well, I got another related clip to the swine flu thing. There, it's the uh,
0: swine flu. It's a long clip.
1: It's too long, but yeah. we can break it up as we go along. I want to remind. This is interesting because this is the 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 new the local news, KCBS. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry, not KCBS, but CBS, uh, the KPIX, uh, local channel five in San Francisco, and and they've been doing these stories, one story after another, after another. But let's start. Just start this one, and then we'll stop it. And I want to uh, analyze it as we go through it.
2: It turns out children seem to be more susceptible
0: to the H1N1 flu virus than adults, and doctors don't. Wow, this is. They change their story every five minutes. I thought it was young people. No, exactly why.
2: Mark Strassman has a story of two very sick children and two very different reactions to treatment for the swine flu. Now, roll it.
1: So here we go. Now we're going to see a dramatized story.
0: Needlessly oh, it's, it's, it's dramatized. Not real. Okay, yeah.
1: No, I mean, it's a real story. I mean, they have the real person, we think, and the real dad and the mom, but it's but shot like a documentary, and that's uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm... Seriously, I'm watching yeah, this scripted. thing going, what is it. the deal with it. this? I love it. And it goes on for... Th- this is the news. <coughs> you know, they only have 20 minutes of, of in a half-hour space with the news. Let's, let's stop for a second. In a 30-minute news show at, at 11 o'clock...
0: It's 10%. It's more than it's, 10% of the show. No, it's...
1: No, More wait, let me break it down. You got ten minutes of commercials, so that leaves you with twenty minutes. You got ten minutes at least of sports and, and weather, weather. Yeah. Which leaves you with ten minutes of actual news, of which this is a third. This taken away like a third <laughs> of the entire show for this one story. But you miss- dr- you're
0: missing the point, John. This is not a story, it's actually six commercial pods bought by the C D C. Don't you understand? It's they bought Play. it. They Play. bought he it, said,
2: take him to the ER immediately. They said we're gonna have to admit him. They said you got a very sick boy. There was nothing I could do except for pray. Uh, that's that's what I had. Always believe in yourself. As much as others believe in you, and I believe in you, Tony.
1: Well, who's that? <laughs> that's the dad in
2: front. of uh, Oh my the, God! Oh, he's he, uh, he, crying in front of his kid. <sighs> Hugh Eslenbaum it. sits for hours encouraging his very sick son. You take it from me, we're we're gonna fight this together. Above his sedated son, Tony, photos of the all-American 10-year-old. Tony got the H1N1 virus last Sunday and began fighting for his life.
0: Dude.
1: What
2: is an all-American (laughs) 10-year-old?
0: It means he wasn't born in Kenya. It's hard to see
2: him that way. Just outside, Tony's mother, Lizzie Espenbaum, keeps a round-the-clock vigil.
4: I'll go in and talk to him, but I start crying so easy, and I don't want him to hear me crying.
2: Carolyn Howard, oh, 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 oh,
4: I love that.
0: That's awesome. Let's okay, listen to that let's, again. Let's stop oh there. Now,
1: first of all, I don't want to uh, take away the fact from, that maybe the, the kids sick. A, yeah, of kids course. Kids sick, and these parents are are miserable. They're devastated. miserable. But I have to say this: both of them are being exploited.
0: Well, all I mean, three no of them were being just kind
1: of reporting it whatsoever. Then we go to the next girl who's even sicker, and then they play this. It's not, it turns out I listen to this drum thing over and over again. Like, what is this doing in there? It's not. It's, she has a breathing machine on, which apparently they've miked, oh, and, man. and and so they that, bring up the, the, this the drum- volume. Up drum- and down and up and down on on this mic breathing machine, which is going pump, 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 which sounds oh. like drums, which dramatizes the whole thing. Now, don't forget, this is going on for three
0: minutes and 17 and, and, seconds. And, and by the way, can I, if I can just point out, when it comes to news reporting... It is the lowest form of editing, typically, that you will see anywhere. It's boom, boom. It's a very set formula. You get, like, some B-roll. You get the voiceover. You get a quote. You get B-roll with a voiceover. You get a quote. But to actually go and to dramatize and enhance the sound of the breathing machine and edit it in, this thing was done. This took a while. This took a little bit of time to put together.
1: Okay. This took a long time to put together. It was done by the network, it turns out. And when you hear it, what really got me... I mean, I was watching this thing casually until they they said one thing, which I think is coming up: Oklahoma City. Okay. This isn't even a local story. Right. This is a. This is a. Packaged story that is shipped all over the country. I'm sure it's been seen other places besides just my station. About two kids in Oklahoma City. This is what they have to go to Oklahoma City to find this story because that's how rare these complications must be. It seems to me, if I was going to deconstruct it. But I'm now I'm completely irked because why is my local station pumping this story at me? And you'll figure it out at the end. And I don't want to say to anybody not to get a vaccine if they don't think they should get one. Yeah,
0: I do. Don't get a vaccine. Scene. Don't. But uh, this even if put you it think this, this is so
1: orchestrated that it's getting on my
0: nerves in a big way, but play the keep playing. All right, I just want to hear that uh, that breathing machine. again.
4: I start crying so easy, and I don't want him to hear me crying.
0: Carolyn Howard's
2: daughter, Letitia, is another critically ill H1N1 patient in the intensive care unit of Oklahoma City's Children's Hospital. we got
0: to fight through this, baby.
2: Heavily sedated and clinging to life for the last three weeks.
0: I love her hand.
2: Right- three weeks? Wow. It is telling that I love her,
0: ready
4: for her to come home.
2: At home, this 10-year-old loves to sing and dance. But in Oklahoma, one of the state's hardest hit by H1N1, Letitia got sick
0: and never got better. Hold on a second. Oklahoma is, is... I thought they stopped counting. They stopped count. How do they know? Oklahoma swine flu. That's bullshit. Yeah, duh. Hold on. Right here. Oklahoma... What do they have? Uh... Oklahoma uh, Nationwide are tracking and investigating human cases of the strain. They've got nothing about hardest hit. Ugh, bullshit. This machine called an ECMO may be her last chance.
2: It oxygenates her blood, acting as her heart and lungs to give her sick body a fighting chance.
0: i the to come out. Oh, this is hard French.
2: Tony's room is on that side of the nursing station. Leticia's room is right over here. They're 40 feet apart, but doctors say their chances of recovery are miles apart. We're going to pull through this. Tony's improving, slowly, day by power, day.
4: Like- and he's making baby steps forward, which is where we want him to be.
2: <laughs> but Letitia Howard's family knows. She is not responding.
0: What explains why one child would... Not responding to what, John? Was there anything clear in the, in the story? To any sort of
1: treatment. And uh, by the way, there's a there's a subtext here. The, the kid that's going to survive, they think, oh, wait, is just, white. Wait.
0: Oh yeah. And had and had the vaccine by some chance?
2: No. Oh. no you are no doing well
0: and another child would be not doing as well. Uh great question. I- wow. So I mean, let me just let me just stop there for a second. So the child doing well is white. The child who is likely going to die is black. That's what you're telling me? Yeah. Of course. This goes right back to our um to our theory of um Ah, what did you call it? The binary, uh, the the binary weapon, where if you eat, you know if if you're poor and you're, which I guess is what they're saying with white and black, and maybe what you're saying. I haven't seen the piece.
1: Yeah, no, it has to be because the one girl is overweight. She obviously uh, oh, has, been eating, has
0: been eating McDonald's and uh, genetically, McDonald's genetically and modified the other one, French, the white kid French is fries. All American, by the way. So all, he's a healthy all American, kid. And, and and this and this poor black girl is is not all American. That's what they,
1: they, they the
0: implication I'm getting. My God, this is actually a, a hugely racist piece of shit. <laughs> you think? God damn! I wish we G- knew the G- answer G- to yes. it. Oh my God! This is something that's that's new for us.
2: Leticia has weight issues and asthma. No-
0: oh, there you go. Okay, thanks, Jen. I got it.
2: Not right. enough doctors say to explain why she's sinking
0: as Tony improves. Well, first of all, we know that that if you have respiratory diseases. That uh, any type of flu is dangerous to you, particularly if it's one that hits you in the chest, in the lungs, because, you know, it can complicate things. And if you have asthma, that's that's very, very difficult. So, duh, this has nothing to do with swine flu at all. This has to do with pre-existing conditions.
2: Say to explain why she's sinking
0: as Tony improves. I, wait, and then they don't under, Wait, the doctors don't understand why? <laughs> exactly. Isn't it's, that hilarious? Dr. Dvorak, uh, I ma'am. have no idea. <laughs> Dr. Dvorak, what is your pro? What is your your prognosis here? Uh, what do you think is going on? My diagnosis, Dr. It's Dvorak. It's a complete mystery. <laughs> I have no idea why she's doing so poorly. Something
2: that's that's new for us. Leticia has weight <laughs> issues and asthma. Not enough, doctors say to explain why she's sinking as Tony improves. <laughs> 43 of America's 593 H1N1 deaths have been children under 18. So far, none of them in Oklahoma. Oh, wait a minute.
0: I thought uh, Oklahoma yeah. well, there had a huge you break. There was, it was like Oklahoma hardest hit. <laughs> but no, but none of them none of them died in Oklahoma. I, 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 my brain is freezing, John.
2: Where two families are at the crossroads of this mystery virus. Oh, I love you so much, son. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Oklahoma City. Oh,
1: well, okay, the first not- dose. What? Now, now you got to listen to the, the, the clothes, the, the, the topper, the, tag, the, 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 the local boy coming on to, to put the sales <laughs> screws
2: to the public. Okay, here it comes. Of the swine flu vaccine should be available early uh, next month uh, and yeah. they will probably be the nasal spray version. That version called Flu Mist is approved <laughs> only for healthy people between the ages of 2 and 49. <laughs> only 3.4 million doses of the nasal spray will be available, Hurry. however, the CDC says that it's possible that some vaccine shots will become available by the first week of October as well.
0: So, I, this this has baffled me as well. Since when are vaccines applied through a nasal mist?
1: Well, here's what baffles me even more. When they, when he they said that this stuff, this stuff called uh, yeah blue <laughs> mist or whatever they call it yeah. When did this even show up in the news? I thought we'd have to have two shots. 2 You're going to have to have two shots plus your regular flu shot. Two shots, that's three shots. But you know what, John? Now all of a sudden you
0: spray some in your nose? Here's the setup. Here's the setup. So now I understand why they had to get rid of the company that makes that um, homeopathic shit that you use all the time, which you spray into your nose. What's that company called again? Right, uh, Zycam. Zycam. They had to get rid of Zycam because they didn't want people buying the so-called homeopathic stuff. Cause you know, of course, anyone who has a, a nasal mist, you know, people are gonna, they're going to market it or whatever. And people would go out and buy that or, th- or just be confused in general. So they had to, <laughs> as usual. So they had to kill so Zycam. confused by the media. Yeah. They had to kill Zycam. And by the way, why did they kill Zycam? They said it was because it could, uh, you could, it could uh, cause permanent loss of smell. Yeah, Yeah, your sense of smell. No, I think this untested, or at least at best poorly tested, nasal mist vaccine could probably do some other damage, but nothing, nothing for consumers about that. This is, and you know, Christina and I were walking. We walked down to the bank the other day, and we're walking past Walgreens, and of course, Christina switched on. She's like, "Dad, they're selling the flu shot at Walgreens." (laughs) Like, yeah, baby, (laughs) that's right. That, of course, is for the seasonal flu.
1: but uh, you could- yeah, That's another thing that's baffled me. I think I mentioned this before. I don't understand how the seasonal flu vaccine got such a head start this year. Every other year, it comes out about the same. I get that seasonal flu shot. Every other year, it comes out about the same time, around just around 10 days into October. So John, it never comes out in September fifteenth because they they can't make enough of it, and whatever the process is, it takes too long. So John, what
0: change? Are you um? Are you thinking of getting these seasonal flu shot this year?
1: Not this year. No, I've got enough uh, Tamiflu <laughs> and Relenza. Ah, <laughs> uh, he breaks out. from <laughs> tradition. Gee, hey, you know, I just get—I'm a little suspicious of the scene right now. And and is really? fine.
0: <laughs> really. You think really?
1: Yeah, I really i like doing the show.
0: I have saved at least one person. I feel vindicated. <laughs> I feel completely There's vindicated wrong with that
1: shot. But anyway, no, yeah.
0: no. Well, then why don't you go take it, big man? I could take the shot. It doesn't make any difference.
1: I haven't had the flu ever since I started getting that shot. So there must be something to it. Not that I don't think that the whole thing is rigged. Yeah.
0: Hey, um, uh, of course I continue to track the uh, as I what I believe to be a war between the. Uh, at least some of the Obama administration and uh, the CIA. Although I actually believe, I think when I, looking looking into the situation now, um, I think Rahm Emanuel is probably a handler for Obama. He's probably uh, a CIA operative, and uh, they've put him as the uh, the senior you know chief of staff, whatever it is, to handle him. But I don't think he's able to handle him that well. And this news uh, story comes out in the LA Times, who I'm liking more and more because these guys, they they report on some interesting stuff. Seven, count them, seven ex-CIA chiefs have now gone on record and said, hey, uh, Obama, uh, could you like uh, call off uh, uh, Eric Holder with his uh, investigation into the CIA and the Yeah, as soon as that story
1: ran, the first thing I thought was you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is good. I like that association. Whenever whenever you see something weird about the CIA, think of me, okay? That's really good. So John Deutsch, uh, Porter Goss, Michael Hayden, James uh, Schlesinger, George Tenet, William Webster, James Wolseley, all said, hey, uh, you you should call this off, dude. And uh, I have to say, I'm fearful. I am very, very fearful. These guys... The CIA, who, of course, are they are really secret, not just in... Even their funding is secret. We don't know where they get their money from. Congress doesn't approve their money. Do you know how the CIA is funded, John? Don't answer, because you don't know.
1: I don't actually know. I mean, I th- they're supposed to somehow get some something from the
0: general fund, but I don't know how. Oh, I mean, I don't oh, get please. it either. Yeah, dude, don't. it's from the Madoff funds. That's how they get the fund. That's why they had to suicide all those guys. That's the connection. That's how they. That's how they get all their funding. So, what do you suspect could happen here? Bad. Well, a couple. Well, a couple of things could happen. Uh, first of all, we're in a very, very interesting place in time, where um, Obama is uh, warming up to the Russians. We have uh, Israel. Oh my! I, 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 the link wouldn't work, and of course, thank you. Don't you don't need to remind me? I should have actually saved it. I think it was an Israeli publication. Uh, in English, though, um, uh, someone in the Likud has said, "You know, it looks like we're going to have to attack Iran sometime around uh, December." Uh, you know, I, I think it's well during known- the
1: holiday shopping season.
3: <laughs> yes,
0: got <laughs> <laughs> a good one, John. Um, you know, uh, the CIA is now building the largest. Uh, presence anywhere in the world in Afghanistan according to uh uh the San Francisco Chronicle uh they're, so they're they're clearly expanding and you know it's well known that the 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 links between the CIA and the Mossad you know just looking at what Obama is doing i, I it, it just feels like more and more war and then we have all this weird shit going on like um, remember we talked about the um uh, there was a, a so-called thwarted attack on um, on the president when he was in New York to do his uh, his Wall Street talk. They uh, they raided some guys, and I think it was Brooklyn or the Bronx or somewhere like that. Well, these guys turns out are from Denver. Have you been following us? Because a little bit of this has been on uh, on television. No, actually, I have not been following that at all. Okay, let me get you the uh, the link here. This is uh, from Reuters. The guy's name is Zazi, which is why. Oh yeah,
1: no the Zazi thing. Yeah, yeah the I've Zazi thing. That. Okay,
0: so so this is this is what I what I don't get. And the story is that the guy has links to Al Qaeda. Links to Al Qaeda. Uh, he's a native of uh, Afghanistan. He's an airport shuttle bus driver in Denver. And um, oh, I'm sorry, he's from Denver. Uh, he was he was living in Queens. So, they suspect this guy of links to Al Qaeda, and he's not arrested. He's just walking around. He's, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not talking to you, to uh, to interrogators anymore. Just talk to my attorney. This is a weird ass freaking story. Really, really weird. If someone truly has links to, I mean, links to Al Qaeda and suspects you of something, then they should be locking this guy up. But he's not locked up. He's walking around. News cameras are following him. He's like, you know, and he does and the yeah. Tip. It's like it's almost staged. Well, I think that yeah, staged or the guy is one hundred percent CIA. Well, staged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and of course we know that you know he's from Denver. We know that the new CIA offices are in Denver. Um, they're
1: moving everything to Denver to that weird underground facility with all this crazy art.
0: I'm, I, if anything, I'm worried that we are potentially looking at a repeat of Northwoods, um, which uh, happened during the JFK era, and not long after that was kind of foiled. Uh, JFK was assassinated. Are you familiar with Northwoods, John? No. No. Is it in the Legacy of Ashes book? No. Actually, it's in the um it's in the JFK, uh, you know, in 97 or 98 they released uh, the JFK archive. Um let me see if I can find it for you. Anyway, Northwoods was uh, what we would call a a classic <sighs> What happened here? Why did that uh well somehow my session got killed. It was a classic false flag attack, where the idea was, um, you know, to make it look like Cuba had attacked or was going to attack, and therefore we could go and uh, and, and grab grab Cuba. So you know, Cuba was going to attack attack what? Yeah, I don't know. Attack a a, a jellyfish. <sighs> so that's kind of the the feeling I get is a repeat of history, and I fear for our president and Glenn Beck both. Kind of at the same level there.
1: Yeah, no, I think Glenn Beck is being set up for something because I've never seen a guy well, make a movie well, so, so, He's but, been
0: on the air
2: for years. But, but wait a minute
0: before you go, so check it out. So here's how it could work. And and I and and I don't think anyone in America, if you're if you're an actual American uh or just have a love of this country, would want anything to happen to our president. But my feeling is we're being set up and here's the setup. Uh, by the way, it was fun to see <clears throat> someone... Uh, who was it? Oh, it was uh, that douchebag. Um, Bill Maher actually uh, called out the Kanye West-Taylor Taylor, uh, Swift extravaganza as another uh, fueling of the fire for racism in the United States. He says, oh, here's a black man taking the award away from a white woman. This guy is a, a huge troublemaker. And wouldn't it be horrible if there was a setup, if there was a false flag attempt planned and it was going to be blamed on racism. This this is what, if you want to bring down a country, do that. Do something to the president, say it was a racist attack, and then just step back and watch the shit fly. We, this whole country will come down in seconds. and that's wh- And that's what I'm really worried about. That type of takedown.
1: Yeah, I'm not thinking that's going to happen. It's
0: a good setup, though, man. They're setting it all up with well, all the these racism gays, shit.
1: Douchebags are setting it, trying to. I think most people aren't even paying any attention. That's the joke of it. I mean, they've, they've got the public so dumbed down that, except for a few people that listen to our show and contribute mightily, and um, and a few people that watch, uh, you know, that I don't even know what else you can watch. It you can trust somebody brought it up on one of these shows, and I thought it was interesting. They they called it one country and two cultures. And this is what I was trying to point out when I was asking people about who heard about the Acorn tapes over at the office. None, nobody heard that, but they all knew about Kanye West and how he was a mean. He was mean to Taylor Swift. You could probably talk to the same group of right wingers that all know it all, but worked up about the Acorn and the major media is not covering it, and it's a disaster. And you
0: can ask them about Taylor Swift, and they won't even know who she is. Although Glenn Beck made a good point, uh, or he started. To make a good point, he's hammering it over and over. He says we should stop calling publications like the New York Times mainstream media; it's fringe. And, and <laughs> when you look at the I numbers, he's right. He's right. I think that's uh, that's actually a pretty good point. You know, how's Jay, how's Jay Leno doing? Has he dropped down below five million viewers yet? Well, I know he dropped down like thirty percent the second night. No he's more than that. Oh, no off. more than that. I thought I, he dropped down by like forty percent, didn't he? he yeah, went he, from eighteen I million think- to ten million.
1: I think he's leveling off, so we'll know. i give him another week, and then we'll have a real number.
0: By the way, another fine NBC uh, production that used the uh, NBC-orchestrated Kanye West-Taylor Swift uh, controversy, or controversy, I should say, to try and uh, boost his own ratings.
1: Now, that said, by the way... uh, there's a somebody came up with something on one of these shows saying that the reason that NBC is so pro Obama is not really about Obama it's about the cap and trade it's and, GE. And, it's GE and GE 10 it will benefit enormously if they can yeah. come up if this passes i'd like to get some some links to some documentation that indicates this I to show a conflict of well,
0: interest no i have a um, I, oh, this is from a couple of weeks ago i'll look it up GE um, has been telling uh, at you know at like certain company uh, events, has been uh, talking to their employees about you know we really need you know of course employees can uh, donate to um, uh, to politicians and of course that's how it often happens if you look at uh, donations you know see a whole bunch of people from one law firm or from one Wall Street firm so GE of course has a couple of employees and they're saying you know you really should uh, support you know, these politicians, because they are working on legislation that will benefit General Electric. And that, of course, is a, a huge conflict, to be saying that. I would think. Okay, so I have, well, I have some documents on They own on
1: NBC that. and NBC News and MSNBC, and they NBC, have, NBC. you know, Rachel Maddow and,
0: uh, what's his name, they got the big, big head. Big Olbermann. So, yeah, you know, so for them to be saying that, that's I think that's a pretty big deal. Uh I can probably look up look it up real quickly for you. Well, you're doing that, by the way. You
1: might as well also go to your email and get the message from Ray, the radio guy, dot com guy. Yeah. And he has sent you. He went and did the reversed uh, the uh, yes, we can, yes, we can thing and, and uh, has a, a clip oh, really? that has it going both ways that he actually did. We can trust. OK, hold on.
0: Let me just uh, download this. Here we go. Yes, we can. Yes we can. Huh. Thank you Satan. Thank you Satan. <laughs> no, yes no ha- nice ha- try. Oh here. It is. Yes we can. Nae, you say. Nah, he say. Thank you Satan.
1: No, it sounds like you're saying mash you, Satan. It is not as good. Well, he also I'm telling, I have- think the thing was
0: tweaked. Let me listen again. Yes we can. Yes we can. So the thing that he did wrong though is he he reverses uh, thank you satan and that doesn't sound like yes we can he reversed it in the wrong order but let's listen again thank you satan thank you satan yes we can yes we can't now say now will say you know, if you, if you have a little bit of Obama's drawl, I think it actually might work, John. I can hear it. I can hear, thank you, Satan. And if you have okay, a little... Well, maybe. And by the way, he had to practice, right? You know, they don't just make the guy president like that. It's like, dude, you've got you've to practice this. Yes, we can. It's got to be drawn out. Otherwise, you don't get the Satan in the reverse. <laughs> you've got to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, thank you. That's awesome. Not as uh, not as clear as Obama's, he says. But they are both phrases twice forward, then reverse. Yeah, I, I, I buy it. I, 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 it sounds uh, a lot like it. Yeah. All right, well, we'll stick with that story then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be my ringtone. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 think we'll stick with that story. That's this is this is the biggest uh, story uh, of, of the decade, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs>
1: Yeah, heck with all that CIA government takeover stuff. I
0: can't I can't find uh yeah, really. Who cares? who gives a shit about that? Uh I can't find the uh the prompting employees. I'll have to look that up. We'll do it on uh on Thursday's show. So there's a big stink about the fact that San Francisco's
1: got these uh, just just started. And exactly who pr- approved this or whatever, I'm not sure. I'm sure they split it. Uh, but the San Francisco airport spent $190,000 of the taxpayer's money or those fees that they add to your every flight you take for a climate passport kiosk. So when you go past security checkpoints, you, you you'll see these. They're in the uh, terminal three and then two or uh, more in the it's international. Not an, it's not terminal.
0: an international. I haven't seen anything in international yet.
1: Well, there's supposed to be two in the international terminal someplace, and there's one in terminal three. And it's apparently you go in there and it's you put punch in your flight, and it calculates how much uh, you know carbon credits you should probably donate to this yeah. com- company so they can plant a tree.
0: Well, I see that stuff on checkout on uh, airline websites all the time, and they actually have a little. Link there, so you can you can go and buy your carbon credits. Somebody did the
1: calculation. I can't uh, I can't uh, confirm it, but they said that if you actually did a real, you looked at the real carbon credit trading uh, that's going on, that you're paying sixty times
0: more than you would if you actually were <laughs> really? trading. Really, <laughs> you don't you don't say? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, who knew? Who knew? Uh, okay. You gotta love man. it when you see a new story like this, John. Um, on Monday, no, yeah, I know where you're going. On Monday, August seventeenth, Monsanto chairman, president, and CEO Hugh Grant, which by itself is just funny, sent a letter to his counterpart and competitor, DuPont board chairman Charles O. Jr., claiming that the chemical giant's actions were "quote misleading to the public and a serious breach of business ethics far beyond honest competitor beha- competitive behavior." Turn down! i'm sorry wrong one this is the one i meant.
1: hello kettle this is the pot calling
0: yeah i blew the punchline
1: well you sure blew that joke
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah i did but uh my god i mean this is crazy they're calling each other names and being misleading to the public these are the most evil corporations on the planet fighting it out publicly in court and and in the media about dumping toxic chemicals, bribing top officials in the Indonesian government, employing children in India, and oh yeah, killing people. <laughs> it's just outrageous. Is that the story you thought I was going to do?
1: Yeah. yeah well, as soon as you played the Monsanto jingle, oh, that's the only it. Monsanto story we have in the can. Uh,
0: no, there is another one
1: oh well give it to me
0: yeah the other one here from Associated Press chemical German chemical company BASF which I thought they only did like videotapes
1: <laughs> yeah that's
0: what that's it <laughs> how stupid am I I thought BASF was like a high high end audio company <laughs> German chemical company BASF says it has received U.S. approval to market a new herbicide to battle broadleaf weeds resistant to a chemical commonly com, uh, commonly used in herbicides like Roundup.
1: So this, so this is basically Agent
0: Orange. Oh God! BSF said Tuesday the Environmental Protection Agency has approved its Kixor. Oh, I love the name Kixor, Kixor. Kixor. Kixor herbicide for use in four products that will be offered this fall. Hey EPA, way to go, guys! Thanks. Uh, expected sales will uh, should be 200 million by 2012. Growers discovered that some broadleaf weeds have developed a resistance to uh, glyphosate, which is the chemical that Monsanto first patented and used in Roundup. BSF says kick-soar herbicide will attack those resistant weeds, and then and here's the kicker: a Monsanto spokeswoman declined immediate comment. <laughs> so that doesn't sound good. So you know, finally, Mother Nature takes over and says, "Okay, we're just going to stop, you know, with with this glyphosate, and we're just, you know, we've, we we've got to build some resistance against all this crap." and then BSF oh no you don't we're going to come out and and kill you again <laughs> we got gotcha. you we got gotcha you now and, and and the EPA boom just approves it even, yeah, the, and even that though, woman even in though, the EPA that i detest but even though glyphosate and the huge story about that a couple months ago is known to kill unborn babies it's hugely toxic for uh, for fetuses for unborn uh, unborn children hugely toxic and the EPA is like yeah oh yeah we'll approve that sure how much of that $200 million in sales am I going to get? Please, if you haven't had the chance, uh, go see The Informant. It opened on uh, Friday. I have not seen the movie, uh, and I'm kind of afraid to, but uh, the general story will give you enough background, if you don't feel like reading the book, to see exactly how these huge corporations which screw us, screw us out of money through price-fixing, lying, corporate theft, uh, you name it, and get away with it. Just get away with it, and of course, the little guy in this case, uh, Mark Whitaker, who was a kook by the way, and a, and a total which is why the movie, well, the book was hilarious uh, when you'd see and it 's a true story uh, and i 'm sure the movie really plays off of that with Matt Damon playing this uh, this whistleblower Mark Whitaker, who of course was actually embezzling money and doing all kinds of crazy shit um, and was just a psychopath. He gets, you know, like ten years in in federal penitentiary, and uh, and all the guys who are doing all the actual price fixing, you know, go to the the country club and get off, and there's you know minimal fines, and uh, and ADM Archer Daniels Midland Corporation continues to sponsor uh, programs on public television because they are America's supermarket. Well, since we're, if you want to go in that direction, let's let's just play that NPR clip again. From last week, I love. Well, let's it so let's much.
1: let's go do a better. Well, yeah, okay. Play that one first, and I want to. I have two more clips related to to okay. it.
0: It's actually PBS. This is the uh, the chairwoman, the the CEO, CEO of uh, PBS, National Public Radio. So this is you know. <clears throat> remember, we we take donations, which comes out of the goodness of your heart. And they are supposed to be taking donations out of the goodness of your heart. But for some reason, it seems more like, well, she tells it herself. Well, it's
2: really good for you, but it doesn't go down very easily. I mean, is that the, best,
3: that's, that's is that the thoughtful... best news? Do you think that's the best news channel? No, no, wrong Absolutely. one.
2: Wrong wrong that one?
0: Is that the wrong one?
2: Yeah.
1: No, I don't have that. I didn't reiterate that clip. You have to go back. No, no, I,
0: I thought I saved it specifically. No, that, what you're playing Oh, no, the- here it is, here it is. It is NPR. Okay. I'm sorry, I got it. Uh, my mistake.
4: Okay, moving on to money. How are NPR's corporate underwriting revenues holding up in the recession?
0: So once again, this is national public radio who are supposed to be existing... Uh, due to your generous donations and grants from foundations because they're a non-profit with great-looking offices and automobiles but listen to the actual answer
4: and what about foundation grants um two different stories
3: Um. um Oh. Underwriting is uh, corp- uh, oh. underwriting is is down. It's down for everybody. I mean, this is this is the this is the area that is most down for us. Is is in is in sponsorship, underwriting, advertising. Call it oh, whatever you want. Call it whatever you want.
0: It. Yeah, we'll just call it advertising. Okay. Yeah, just call it Bitch. whatever you want. We'll We're call calling it advertising, it advertising lady. All right? And by the way, our donations, actual, true, honest donations, are up. Not much, but they're up. No, they are up. Yeah. Okay, John. No, no, I think
1: people are finding the show valuable. Yeah. Uh, you, do- saying, you know what? I think it's probably, you know, maybe <laughs> I think it may be. Because we're we're just like a like a just annoying. I mean we just have a lot of annoying information. We, we may have a hit on our hands, John.
0: Let's keep it up.
1: So uh play the one now there's two of them that I've got there. I think one of them that you started the one that you just started to play, I want to play and I want to get set it up first. This is again from that Bill Maher show that had Kathy Griffin. Yeah. And all of a sudden, around in the roundtable panel, Kathy, all of out of the blue, starts babbling about what do you think the best news is? What do you think the oh, best news yeah, is? Yeah, PBS, right. PBS, PBS, PBS. Oh yeah, PBS, Oh, PBS, 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 PBS NPR, NPR yeah, is a yeah, national, yeah, 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 national yeah.
2: treasure. <laughs> Let's listen. they play to it. it. It's really good for you, but it doesn't go down very easy. I mean, PBS
3: that, is that, the best. That's that's a, is that, that, thoughtful... that
0: the best
2: news? Do you think
3: that's the
2: best news channel? Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. News yeah. hours. Yes,
2: fantastic. BBC, BBC America, NPR, National Public Treasure, National Public Radio. Yeah.
0: Like they do. Yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! It's a national treasure! Oh yes! Let's applaud for NPR! Oh yes! National treasure!
1: Okay, so now I'm going to go back to that press uh, meeting at the National Press Club. And what I found interesting is that the, the president of the National Press Club, who's asking the CEO all these questions, she, you know, she's I think she's supposed to be a reporter, but she's just like some very kind of mousy woman who, uh, it's kind of embarrassing. She asks a question, doesn't quite frame it just right, but the, I'll, I'll tell you what the question is supposed to be. She's got this woman, she's, now she's going to give it to her because it's near ah, the end. this question and comes. answer. So she's going right. to get it with one of these questions. And so she says, well, you know, it's interesting that you've just laid off 60 people. But meanwhile, you're building new digs down the street that are worth a fortune. Yeah, that's Can the huge- you have kind of come to
0: grips with this? Yeah, that's the huge television studio they're building for their big news show, which is a national treasure.
4: NPR okay. laid off in excess of 60 workers, but NPR is also on, moving to grand new digs in two I'm to sorry. three.
0: I'm sorry. did I, What
1: did I do wrong? At I, I, the, the beginning, we stepped on it. Okay, ready?
0: Yeah.
4: ...laid off in excess of 60 workers, but NPR is also moving to grand new digs in two to three years. Please explain how you can afford...
0: Did she say grand new instead of brand new? I think she said grand grand, new grand. digs.
1: Uh, digs, to... by the way, is a, uh, is a journalistic term.
0: Yeah, that, and it's, it's, really, it's a term the elite are using more and more these, these days because they heard about this website called Dig, and they thought it was kind of cool to use digs.
4: NPR laid off in excess of 60 workers, but NPR is also moving to grand new digs in two to three years. Please explain
3: how you can afford the new spot. Well, the the moving date is, is is up in the air for one thing. But we did um, what's happened is we earlier this uh, year uh, before the actually in some uh, ways it was a very good thing that it happened before you know the economy went like this. We um, bought a, um, uh, a uh, uh, well, it's a building that would become that would be torn that would be reconstructed into <laughs> new headquarters in what do you call it no, the new Noco Nomo Nomo. Thank you <laughs> Nomo. <laughs> got to get my neighborhoods right. And um, and we sold our, our building at 635 Massachusetts Avenue. Uh, we were actually either really lucky or really good or both um, because we sold it at the top of the market and got a good price for it. Um, so now the economy has uh, gone down and we are evaluating our options about how we raise money for the new building um, but we've got this, uh, this nice um, cash buffer from um, the building that we sold and we're 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 looking at timetables now and and how we how we move forward with that so um, it's it's a challenge in this economy but um, the building one building is sold another is bought and we'll take it from there
0: well what does that have to do with the sixty people who were laid off
3: <laughs> you asking me <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have this nice cash buffer from the new no-co no mo no mo homo whatever she's called <laughs> <laughs> these people are they are elitist they are scammers They are thieves. They are they are corporate shills. They are holes. I tell you, they were a complete holes, and you should not be listening to them. Except car talk is kind of interesting, but. But, I mean, seriously, doesn't anyone see the obvious corruption and just look, turn on PBS, listen to NPR, listen to all the huge corporate sponsors or whatever you want to call it, like advertising. Please, get a freaking grip. This is not a national treasure, Kathy Griffin. Your tits are a national treasure. Nothing else. Maybe. Maybe. They're nice. So, um... They're
1: pretty, anyway, they're pretty good your point, But the point is, is that and the funny thing was, they asked her, there's another clip I have to go back and, and recapture, because it was a, a very funny question. They asked her something point blank about something, and she said she had no answer for it. And it was like, she didn't, obviously didn't know about it. And Could about you send the, me that went,
0: whole thing? I'd love to hear the whole recording. I, oh, I, the I, whole
1: recording. I'll send you the whole thing. I it's, need it's, to it's hear rich.
0: And I'll put it up, uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes so people can listen to the whole thing. And so it's obvious that at this point in time, I think we should just reiterate once more... This This is the entire reason why John and I chose this business model. We don't feel we have to work for free. We might as well be working for free because we ain't making that much money on donations, but it's okay. It's coming in and it's growing, and as long as it's growing, I'm really, really happy, because it shows that there are people out there who want to participate in this form of media, this format. which requires very little investigative journalism on our part it actually involves the entire audience as producers we do have to you know sit through a lot of c-span a little find a, a lot of boring shit it alienates our families who just it, it, <laughs> it really does. does it really Funny does I,
1: my daughter why are you watching this crap yeah exactly
0: <laughs> why are you watching these old nick who's uh, who runs production at meteor is like dude why are you watching these old dudes what kind of show is this? I'm watching C-SPAN. Why are you watching these old dudes? This is no good, man. You know, turn yeah. on uh, Bravo. So you know, we so we go through all this, but it's working. It, 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 if anything, and, and, I, and I just want to plug a book. No, it's not going to be Atlas Shrugged. I ah. do I do want to plug. I'm, I'm about halfway through it. It's a fun book to read um although dan brown has often been you know debunked as being historically incorrect etc just the entire idea behind uh his new his latest release the uh, the lost symbol uh which i picked up at the airport it's a, it's only in hard cover right now but it's a, it's a quick read i have a real problem not visualizing tom hanks continuously throughout the book but in some ways that kind of helps but it's it makes it a little goofy but the um forget all the masonic stuff and everything which i'm sure a lot of it is based on historical fact and all the, there are a lot of uh you know we know that some of the founders were freemasons and there's a lot of masonic symbolism in uh, in the united yeah, states yeah 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 but the basic idea that there is um a conscious, a, a, a consciousness of awakening amongst citizens. I do believe in some form is happening. Maybe it's a little bit of the tea baggers. Um, I think a lot of it is um, people just understanding that the media is feeding a shit. The yeah, show or maybe have
1: you considered the possibility that Dan Brown is a mechanism. You know, Dan Brown was sued by one of my bloggers and who's also a wine expert. The guy who wrote the book on uh, the French conundrum, you know, why the French live so long and they blamed it and figured out it was wine. And he wrote a book that was very similar to Dan Brown's other book, ended up suing him and suing Random House, found his place, you know, bugged with all kinds of weird devices. And he lost the suit. <laughs> he got thrown out. It was a very sketchy situation. And I've always been suspicious when anything Dan Brown does now shows up. At well, all.
0: well, let me answer. Let me let me answer that. Yes, I not only uh, consider it. I believe he's a total plant because it's just like why you know why, and that's why I call myself the crackpot. Because when people come up with really wild uh, conspiracy, what, what is immediately deemed a conspiracy theory, the easiest way to get rid of that person is to minimize him by saying, oh, that's just crazy. So it's better to put out something very close to the truth and say, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just a crazy story. This Dan Brown, he just made it up. Of course he's a plant. And it's much easier to put the true information or information close to it out there and then just discredit it and just write it off as fiction. That's how it's been working for years. So yeah, you're absolutely right, John. The guy is no savior. He's a douchebag, I'm sure like Damien Hirst, another d- douchebag. Did you hear about that? But just to to close out no. Damien Hirst. No. So you know Damien Hirst is this crazy artist who makes stuff like a, a stuffed calf with golden hooves and then sells it for 40 million dollars. He had this exhibit in the UK which I think was called The Shop and it was basically a shop. It's like a, a, a like, like a, a convenience store and that was his art exhibit. And some kid who was also an artist stole a box of uh uh, pencils from this shop and then he put it on the internet and said oh you know I've got some art I've got this fantastic piece of art it's this box of pencils and uh, Damien Hirst, uh, uh had him arrested and because he said the box of pencils was worth 250,000 pounds a, as a part of his art exhibit it was just a box of pencils? Yeah, though, just right. a box of pencils, yeah. But it, but it was in his art exhibit, and it was stolen. So, the ergo, it was worth 250,000 pounds. The, and the authorities came and arrested the kid. He's in jail. He's in actual jail for <laughs> stealing a box of pencils. Why didn't say to Damien Hurst, hey, I got an idea. Go to the store, buy another box of pencils, and <laughs> replace them. Yeah. So, anyway, so there's all these crazy, crazy business models, just to bring it back. Ours is, please help us donate some money. Well, let me mention some people who did help us. Uh, we got Jason.
1: Well, I mean, this is our our contributors for this week. Uh, Jason Baker at Lee's Summit, Missouri, sixty dollars. Michael, you. we got a lot of uh, we interesting people from all over the place. And this, any this, more
0: thirty-one dollars and fourteen cents that us boneheads couldn't figure out as pie? Oh yeah, thirty-one oh,
1: three hundred fourteen. Well, it's because there it was you know, everybody complained to us about the three hundred fourteen dollars. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Michael Sorensen, $50, he's in Helsing, H-E-L-S-I-N-G-E, Denmark, and his name is Sorensen, with the O that's got the line through it, which is not an O, it's some other kind of weird character. it's an What is that called, you know? It's an (laughs) O. It's not an O, it's an O. And then we got Melanie Hartness from Wayburn, Saskatchewan, which brings our female listenership up to eight. Yay! Hey, we're and doing she gave
0: well. gave us $100. Oh, thank you very much. That's a double whammy right there.
1: That's a double, yeah. It counts as two. Uh, Jeffrey Leonard, sixty-five fifty, out of Reston, Virginia. And since he's in Virginia, Reston, you know, it's got a lot of spooks in that area. I don't think Jeffrey's one necessarily, but he gave us sixty-five fifty, which is code for something.
0: Yeah, you know, please, guys, in that little comment field when you donate, tell us what your what your code is. You know, we we might even we might not even read it on the air, but it's still important to know what the code is.
1: But anyway, sixty five fifty, which probably means get off the air, Dvorak and Curry. Yeah, uh, R J. You have to look it up in the CIA manual. R J. uh in Spring, Texas, nice little town, fifty four thirty two. I've given up. I've just given up on the yeah, Okay, all these fifty-four numbers. thirty-two. We'll figure it out later. Uh, Ricky Pierce, uh, Sydney, Australia, fifty dollars. Jason Anderson, Riverside, a uh, nice little town. They got a University of California campus there, seventy-five dollars, which is good. Uh, Cody Brown in Bowden, Alberta, and I believe it's pronounced Bowden, B-O-W-D-E-N. Sounds right. Uh, Liana Riley, which I wait, believe wait, is a wait. female. Now we have which- nine.
0: Nine women. John, who, who gives a shit about the money? Let's just get more chicks on the show.
1: Woolner, Australia. She's down uh, under, as She's it were. She's a Shayla. A Shayla from down under. Nick Rogers in Basingstoke, Hampshire, which uh, I think I've been there. Uh, Daniel Boyd, 6550. Again. Hello. Again, that number. And he's in Lexington, Kentucky. That's the second the, time. By the way, if anybody 50. goes to Lexington, make sure to go to the, the house that housed the, uh, the Kentucky senator or the I think it was a Kentucky he was the. I know for a fact that he, he was the uh, brother of one of the great senators, Henry Clay. And his name was Cassius Clay. Huh. And he, uh, had a, uh, he was an uh, ambassador to Russia for a while. And if you go to this house, you'll see a, a cutout of a news article. Now, Cassius Clay, you remember, was uh, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali's yeah. real name, or initial name, and he changed it when he became a Muslim. In the Cassius Clay house, there is a news article from back in the 1800s discussing the famous potentate from Ethiopia or something coming to visit Cassius Clay, and his name was Muhammad Ali. <laughs> really? I get the sneaking suspicion that Muhammad Ali himself, being Cassius Clay, would have visited this place if he had the opportunity and would have seen that name and said, and then it would have stuck in his brain. And that's the name he picked. I just think it's the weirdest coincidence. Hmm. Anyway, I got more Cassius Clay stories. Coincidence? Uh, I think not. John
0: Alto Valley from Seaside Park, New Jersey. Hey, HR gave us 50 bucks. HR 6550. That's that Water Act, I think, where uh, the United States now owns all your water. Oh, that yeah. Could be. yeah, I think that's what it is. All right, well we need more 6550
1: donations to offset that. <laughs> yeah, that'll help. And John Kelly of Charlotte, North Carolina, 50. And I think there were some, some carryovers that kind of crossed over. Like, I think I did them, though. Laurie Corpy from Helsinki and John Petrucchini and Malcolm Blair. I'll mention them again because they got in at the cusp there, and I get mixed up easily. Anyway, I want to remind people to go to noagendashow.com and click on the link and give us some, uh, some of your hard-earned cash. If you think about it in terms of being essentially 50 cents in the parking meter. Uh,
0: Dude, I went would- to the movies last night with Christina. Mm-hmm. Uh We saw Jennifer's body. Which? Uh, what do you think? Sure, pretty good, right? Yeah, that was pretty. We thought it was a pretty good movie. Eleven bucks a ticket. Eleven, and then you pay the three dollar convenience fee for booking online. So that's twenty five. And then we had uh, a medium diet coke. Uh, of course, Christina knows there's aspartame, but she doesn't like the calories. And then uh, a medium regular coke and a bag of Jay Leno popcorn. Another fifteen bucks. So there's an evening out. To the movies. What's that? Well, there was a lesbian kiss in the movie. I agree. Thank you. Thanks, Christine. That's my daughter. <laughs> it was well worth the price of admission. What am I talking about? It was great. Well, we can do some lesbian kissing on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, 40, for 47 bucks. For, so 50 for 47 bucks,
1: sure. you went out for that, and we're doing this show, and we're asking for people to give us 50 or 100 or just subscribe for the whole year. a month.
0: For a whole year worth of for, for a two whole shows year a, of, a, a week, of,
1: which is 100 and x eighteen, well, I've calculated it last week.
0: But Christina makes a really good point, John. If we had some more lesbian kisses on this show, then then maybe we would get more money.
1: Yeah. Well, we just need to... Well, you know, you don't even have to do it. Just a good sound effect would do the trick. Look, those oh, two lesbians Meg- are kissing. Meg- Megan Fox. Oh my God, man, she was so hot.
0: Oh, that was. You know, I
1: saw her in a talk show. What a
0: dimwit. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you. Oh, no.
1: I mean, it does. Yeah, it doesn't matter if if she never opens her mouth. No,
0: it doesn't matter. It's something weird about going to the movies with your daughter, and then there's this, like, how long was it? Like 30 seconds, maybe? Like, if there's a 30-second lesbian kiss, I'm like, my God, I'm I'm getting turned on. I'm sitting here with my daughter. This is so freaking wrong. (laughs) This is just wrong. This is so fucking wrong, but worth the price of admission.
1: Dvorak.org slash NA has all the different options on it. Please go there and help us out this week. We had, you know, this this has to keep coming in. I just got a, a Twitter from some guy in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should go back to that and find the page who says, why don't you do a show without begging for money?
0: Oh, okay.
1: And, you know, the, Swed- the Swedish guy would think that because it's a socialist country where they, you know, get the stuff. You know, if we're doing the show there, they just give us get, money. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, we have to be asked for money because we're not going to be able to afford to do the show. I mean, this is a lot. This is time consuming. And, it's not, you know, we're not just generous, too generous guys giving our time no, away.
0: No, I mean, why should we? Why don't you go work for free, Swede? Go build a Volvo for free. OK, give me a Volvo for yeah, nothing.
1: Just a Volvo and we'll, work, we'll stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, give me a Volvo and I'll stop begging for money. I promise.
1: So anyway, noagendashow.com, org slash na, and you'll continue to uh, get good material, as good as we can do anyway. I think we're
0: producing good stuff. Thursday I'll be in uh, New York, so uh, we'll have to see what the timing is. I'm actually flying back uh, Thursday afternoon. We'll have to figure it out. We might actually... Well, we have to do the show Wednesday night. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We do Wednesday night. We've done Wednesday
1: night before. It's not like you know possible. By the way, Marcos just sent me a Skype message saying that they call Megan Fox toe-thumbs. Did you notice that she had toe-thumbs?
0: I was looking at other pieces of the anatomy. Sorry. Uh, Coming to you from uh, the uh, loft under threat of... Real threat of eminent domain removal in Gitmo Nation West, the minimum security containment cell. At San Francisco, I'm Adam Curry. And uh, monitoring the
1: noagendashow.com site for help from the producers out there. And I want to thank, by the way, all the producers who have sent this stuff in. Uh, who sent stuff in. They, uh, we use lots of it. So keep, keep it up and keep doing the research and uh, we'll uh, follow up.
0: I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday, probably, if not Wednesday night. Keep your eye on the Twitter for more info. Right here on No Agenda.